Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 216. By the way, I think I called the last two, 214. So whatever. This is 216. I'm pretty sure. I hope. Um, And I'm calling it the free time delusion. Oh, this is one of my favorite, favorite and yet most damaging delusions. I mean, I fall back into this delusion all the time. And what I mean when I say the free time delusion is I'm going to have free time starting at X point in the future or ambiguous point in the future, ambiguous phase of life. You know, once I'm, you know, once my kids are out of the house or once I've retired, you know, once summer gets here or whatever. And that's kind of what brought this about is this idea of summer and the delusion that comes along with, oh, my routine is going to go out the window. I'm not going to have to do these three things. And so I am going to replace those with these 5,000 different things, even though I actually also have other responsibilities, but whatever. Okay. But before we get into that, I want to make sure to remind you that this is my final podcast until August. Um, I will come back in August. I take the summers off mostly to save my sanity, to be able to focus on my family and all that. And so my main advice is to make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast, either an Apple Podcasts or whatever app that you use to listen to it, or just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S and you can sign up for the email list. And that way, when there's a new podcast that comes out in August, you'll get it immediately. Okay. If you don't know what to do, I'm going to have a post up on the blog next week that will have, um, just kind of some suggestions of if you're wanting to keep up with your deslobification process, these are some ways that you can like go back and read the blog from the beginning. Or the main thing for you as a podcast listener that I would recommend if you haven't yet is to listen to the My Audiobooks, which are Decluttering at the Speed of Life and How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. You can get to both of those and all my book stuff at aslobcomesclean.com slash book. Okay. Also real quick, I know I'm saying a lot this time. Um, I want to remind you the Becoming Conference is in North Carolina the last weekend in July near Asheville. And I would love to meet you there. So if you're looking for a girls weekend, doesn't matter what age you are. This is not a blogging conference. It's not any kind of professional thing. It's mostly just a hangout. Let's talk about, you know, I'll be teaching on decluttering. There are people teaching on different family things. And I interviewed Megan who has a book coming out, Happy Hand Lettering. So she's going to be teaching a hand lettering class. So it's very crafty, very artsy, very decorative, that kind of stuff. And it's so fun. The people are so sweet. Oh, and you can, I think I have um, a slobcomesclean.com slash becoming sends you to um, that. And I'll put a link in the show notes as well. All right. So talking about the free time delusion. So we all know when I say we, I'm just assuming that you have some of the same issues I have since you're listening to my podcast. Um, We... As procrastinators, I mean, I I feel like 
That's one of those things I am extra good at. Like I can give you reasons and they are ridiculously logical and well thought out reasons why I should wait to do something. It's not so much that I forget to do things and that's the reason I've procrastinated. It's not even that I just go, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing anything right now. No, I just generally think that I have something better to do right now and putting it off is actually smarter and more logical. Now, I'm not claiming that I'm right. I'm actually doing this podcast to help you understand how I've learned that in so many ways I'm wrong. You know, I mean, procrastinating is a huge part of my clutter issues. It's almost like the overthinking of things. I mean, you know, with dishes, I would look at a pile of dishes and think of all these logical reasons why it made more sense to wait and do them later. You know, well, there's not enough to make it worth my time. Or now all of a sudden there's too many. I don't have time right now. I've got other things I've got to do that's going to take too long. I need to wait until I have more time. And then when do I ever really have enough time? And then anyway, so it just, it causes so many problems, but y'all, I'm so good at it. And that's part of the problem is that I could so logically talk myself out of going ahead and doing things. Okay. And one of my favorite delusions that brings about procrastination is I just don't have the time right now, but at X point in the future, I'm going to have time when this is over, when, you know, school is over, when things let up a little bit, when baseball season is over, when whatever, that's my favorite. I mean, that that's just what I default to. And the reason I started thinking about this was um, I have cured myself of this to a large degree. I mean, you know, through all of the ridiculous overthinking of things and experimenting and observating, observating, <laughs> observing um, things, I have figured out, oh, dishes math. Yeah. One day's worth of dishes is 15 minutes. Okay. It does not make sense for me to put off doing the dishes. Like it just flat out does not. It makes more sense for me to go ahead and do it now, even if I don't do it perfectly, you know? So all of those things have helped me really on these delusions. And yet recently I've been reminded how natural these delusions are to me because I am still in recovery from my hysterectomy, which it has been, let's see, I think it was six weeks this week. And you know, the six week mark is when you go, like I'm supposed to go today actually and get released to do whatever and, um, you know, be a normal person again. And hope, well, anyway, I doubt it because I've, it's been a tough recovery. But in this process, you know, it's it's been really hard because there's so many things I cannot do. I mean, you know, it's like physically, I have to ask somebody, hey, can you pick up this box for me? You know, because I, you know, I'm restricted from doing that. And when I pick up something that's a little iffy, I've had some major setbacks, you know, from doing more than I was supposed to do. And so I've really been, had to be so, so careful. But what I found myself doing is like, I'll see something in the yard and I'll think, oh goodness, I need to weed that flower bed, which has no flowers in it, just to be clear. Um, and I think things like that. I notice something and my mind immediately thinks, Ugh, but I can't right now because of I've had this surgery. You know, if I was not recovering from this hysterectomy, I would be able to get out there and get that yard work done. Ugh. And I blame the surgery recovery. 
And then I go, wait a minute. I have not done anything in that flower bed in years. And when I say years, I mean like a lot of years. And then I realize, wait, why am I blaming the surgery for being the reason that I'm not weeding that flower bed? When in reality, I wouldn't do it anyway. And I'm, I'm not saying don't do the, I mean, like I, there is this part of me that's like, yes, that's on my list. I really want, that's one of my goals is to really start working in the yard and start, you know, taking some pride in it and, you know, doing some things like that. Yes, that is something I want to do. And it's something that's been nagging at me for several years. And I've been thinking, okay, I need to, uh, what kind of changes do I need to make, blah, blah, blah. But now in this moment, because I have this amazing excuse of having, had surgery, all of a sudden, that's the reason. Like, that's what my brain defaults to. You know, and I was bringing my hun- my son home from school yesterday. And we passed this person jogging. And I told him, I said, you know, my brain has been doing this really weird thing lately. When I see someone jogging, I think, oh, I hadn't had surgery. I could be jogging too. Y'all, when is the last time I've ever jogged? For real. Like, I'm doing good to take a good solid walk. I have not run. I dream about it. I think about it. I think, hmm, one of these days I need to run. But somehow, all of a sudden, it's the surgery's fault. When in reality, it has nothing to do with that. And the truth is, I could go on a walk. I could walk like crazy after this surgery. And I haven't. I've done a little bit, but not a lot. You know, so I mean, it's it's that here's a really good thing for me to blame. And so I'm going to go ahead and blame it and catching myself in that, in those delusions of, oh, well, this is the reason I'm not doing that. And then I think, wait a minute, if that reason was gone, I still wouldn't be doing it. Okay. Now, doesn't mean I won't do it, but that thing is not the thing keeping me from doing it and trying to change my perspective on that. Because it ultimately comes down to me changing that perspective. You know, instead of saying, well, the reason I don't do the dishes is because I don't have time. That can't be my excuse. The dishes have to be done, whether that means that I primarily go to paper plates or eat out of the bowl or what I don't know. You know, I mean, whatever it means, the dishes have to be done. And time can't be the excuse, especially for me who knows. I know from experience that I was wrong. You know, like I'm looking back at experience and going all these years, I thought I didn't have the time to do the dishes. And in reality, I did have time to do the dishes. I just didn't know how much time it took to do the dishes because I didn't do the dishes every day. So I didn't know what one day's worth of dishes, how much time that actually took. Okay, so it's such a mental battle and this delusion about one day when I have free time, Yes, it's great to look forward to a change of pace, whatever, but to recognize that if I am not doing things that I need to be doing on a regular basis, simply because of this idea that, well, I don't have time right now and I'm going to have time in the future, so I'm not going to do anything right now and I'm going to put it off for that time in the future, it causes more problems than it's worth. And and this is based on my reality check. I have to base on what it is that I have learned about myself in the future and how wrong I was. I've proven myself wrong so many times in this. And you guys, I say it all the time, but I mean, my parents are retired and they are, I think, busier than they've ever been. (laughs) 
mean, you know, they go to all their grandkids athletic events. I want to do that, you know, someday, if at all possible, if my kids live anywhere near close enough for me to be able to do that. I have a son who wants to be a coach. I'm like, well, I want to go to all his games if he's a coach someday. You know, I mean, like, this is what I want to do. And I look at them and I go, wow, they are so busy. I can't put stuff off until this future time in my life because I'm probably wrong about how much time I'm going to have. I mean, I've experienced it myself in the whole once my kid, kids were all in school thinking, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I'm going to take tap. I'm going to take a tap class. Well, first of all, my town doesn't have a tap class during the day for adults or at any time for adults. But, you know, I, I look at it now and I go, that's such a joke. Like how much time? I don't have time for that, but I do have time for some things that I'm not doing. OpenFit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. Lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you. There are so many workouts to choose from with some great trainers. And I can do it all at home or on the road or when I'm traveling, wherever I can stream video. Y'all know that I've had to take a break after my hysterectomy, but I'm excited to get back to Extend Bar with Andrea Rogers. I tried it out before my surgery and I'm really looking forward to getting stronger once I can do it again. There are also lots of yoga workouts to do, which I love. It's great to have access to these things from my home because that just eliminates one more excuse when I don't have to get in the car and go to the gym. You can view the workouts on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and Roku. I don't consider myself tech savvy, and I was able to get it all set up on my Roku for my living room TV within minutes. It was very easy. OpenFit has changed the way I work out, and with my code CLEAN, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use my code CLEAN and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text CLEAN to 303030. You will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text CLEAN to 303030. Key things to do. Recognize your project brain and recognize the value of better. Okay. A big part of my own breaking through most of my delusions of sometime in the future being the perfect time with lots of time to do something is recognizing that my project brain tends to categorize things as projects that aren't really projects. Dishes are not a project. Cleaning is not a project. My house is not a project. Laundry is not a project. Okay. I have to recognize that I tend to think of things that way, break through that and accept that there is a lot of value in something being better than it was before. So doing a little bit with whatever time I have is better than putting it off for the future when I'm going to have all this time that I think I'm going to have that I'm probably not going to end up having. Okay. So saying, all right, well, I don't have time to do the dishes, but I have five minutes. So I'm going to see what I can do in five minutes. See that like that shift right there changes a lot. Instead of saying, I don't have time to full on quote unquote, do the dishes. So I'm going to put it off until I have time. Instead, I'm going to make five minutes worth of difference. And so thinking of it in what can I do in this amount of time instead of how much time do I need to do this? So those things are really key. Um, and, and here's the reality about free time. Here's the re reality of summer for those of us who have kids. It is never easy breezy like I expected. I have one who's swimming again this year, which means that he has to 
Um, I have to drive him to another town at 6 a.m. every morning. You know, I have another one who has, you know, a summer athletic program that starts at 7 a.m. It is never as easy as it feels like it's going to be in the future. And so having that reality check and realizing, even if I don't realize what those responsibilities are going to be, they're going to happen. Okay, something's going to come up. You know, for us, it used to be before we had all this kind of stuff, that first week of summer would be, huh, okay, great. And then we would have vacation Bible school at our church and that then everything would go out the window because we were exhausted and we, I mean, we loved it and had so much fun, but it was, took up all of our time. And so, you know, that craziness of summer, yes, things are less normal responsibilities. And yet because of that, other things get scheduled that are their own unique responsibilities. Other things that happen too, when I have been putting off, you know, it's never just the dishes that I've been putting off until this future time, um, you know, this theoretical future time. It's also other things. So I'm, I've got a list of, you know, 17 different things that I've been putting off for the future. And then that time comes and I do have a day where I'm like, oh, I've got nothing else to do today. I'm going to start on whatever. And then I end up starting on four different projects. I get overwhelmed and then life happens and then I just give up on everything. Then I feel like a complete failure because I didn't use my time wisely. Um, I also sometimes realize that these things that I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do that in the future. I'm going to do that with the time that I have. I get there. I start on it. I'm like, yeah, this is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Or I thought this was going to be not annoying and obnoxious just because I would actually have the time to do it. And um, I don't like it. And time doesn't stretch just because it's free. It does not expand to fit all the different things that I want to do. So what are some worthy uses, uses, uses of routine free time, of time that you know, you would qualify as being free time. Go ahead and embrace the project thing, but do it, you know, start with something that you're going to use this free time that you have. Let's say you have a day with nothing going on that just kind of comes out of nowhere or that, oh, you know, here we are at the beginning of summer, the activities haven't started, whatever. <sighs> I've got a day with nothing to do. Use that on a project to get you going on the daily stuff to make daily stuff easier, which laundry is not daily, it's weekly, but use that to do your first laundry day. So I do laundry all on one day and yet it takes more than one day. A lot of times, let me explain what I mean by that. Um, I have a podcast explaining how laundry day works and all, but laundry, I used to try the method that the experts basically all but me recommend, which is a load a day start to finish. I could not do that. I could not remember to go back and put it in the dryer or, you know, it just, it just did not work for me. And I ended up rewashing the same load a million times, but because I did that, um, you know, I, I went back to basically what women have been doing forever and what I had done at one point when my kids were very young and it worked for a while and I don't know why I quit doing it, but it was doing all the laundry in one day. And, over time and through writing about it and analyzing it, I've figured out how it works. And the reason it works is it's because it turns laundry into a project. I like projects. I like things with a beginning, a middle and an end. And by doing a laundry day, I actually complete a week's worth of laundry. Now, yes, people are going to wear stuff. Okay. So laundry, everybody says is never ending, but I'm only doing one week's worth of laundry. So I go ahead and sort all the clothes that are dirty and put them into piles and I work through those piles and any newly dirty clothes go in the hampers and those are next week's 
laundry day stuff. Okay, so that's how I'm able to have an end to it. But the reason I say that this is a good use of this free time is that that first laundry day, if you are crazy behind on laundry, like I always was, if you're crazy behind on laundry, that first laundry day is a huge catch up. I mean, there may be things that your kids haven't worn in forever. There may be things that you really need to donate because they're too small now, but you got to wash them before you donate them. I mean, you know, that first laundry day is nothing like future laundry days will be like because it is it's catching up. Okay, so use this free time as the first laundry day, but think of it as the first laundry day. It's the first one that you're going to do. It's not, oh, I'm going to do laundry and then I don't have to do laundry for the rest of the summer. I mean, that's not what it is. It's let me get this all done and then start the next week. So here's how that works. You bring all the dirty clothes in your house. You sort them into piles. Um, You know, I know there's lots of people who don't sort their laundry, which, you know, one of our sponsors has the color grabber thing, which has been amazing for my kids to use Carbona. But I personally do sort into colors and also, you know, the thickness of things and how quickly they're going to dry and all that kind of stuff. Um, Because I can, because I'm doing laundry day and I'm doing, you know, five loads a week or whatever on a certain day, but go ahead and sort those out. And that is what you're going to work through in this project that you're working on. Okay. This is your project. You want to really make an impact on your home. Think about the impact on your home. If you actually had laundry under control. For some of you who have laundry under control, or maybe the one load a day method works great for you, you're like, what are you talking about? But those of you who have backup of laundry and you don't even know when the last time was that you had it all done, you know what I'm talking about. And think about that and make that the project. So even if it takes you the entire week to get through all of those piles, that is the project for the week, including putting them away including donating anything that doesn't fit in the drawers once things are put away or in the closets. As you do that, you are moving ahead on laundry day. And that's one of the things that's hard for me is because I know that first laundry day is horrible. If you are behind, I totally get that, that it's terrible. But the second laundry day is the one. So you start this on a Monday or whatever day of the week. Um, You work your way through all week. You get every single thing in the house clean. All the newly dirtied clothes are in the hampers or wherever you put them in the pile. You gather that second week's laundry or what's been dirty, you know, since you made those piles and the new piles that you're going to make to work through on the second laundry day are going to really trigger in your brain. Oh, that's one week's worth of laundry. And then go ahead and work through those. And then the third week, of laundry day is the one where you get to experience not having to do laundry for six days. And that is when you'll really experience the beauty of being done with laundry for six days and how how freeing that is mentally. But I know for a lot of you, you think, oh, well, I can't imagine doing this. I can't imagine, you know, a work full time or, you know, whatever it is that's going on. You can't imagine ever doing that. But go ahead and use this day, this free time day to do the laundry and get that done. Because really, you want to have all your laundry done right. I mean, you you want to catch up on laundry. So use that as a catch up on laundry, but do it with the intention of, okay, then I'm going to try that second laundry day and I'm going to try that third laundry day. And even if it doesn't work great for you or it you know doesn't work with your work schedule, even though it can totally work because I've heard from so many people that make it work no matter what their schedule, but whatever, as you 
do that, even if it ended up not working, you will still have had all your laundry done. And that is a huge accomplishment and a really good use of your free time. Okay. So it's like big part of free time is giving myself something to focus on that is going to have results down the line. That's going to make me feel like that was worth my time. And thinking of it as doing the first laundry day is a great way to do that. Okay. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Third Love. About five years ago, I made a big decision, a strangely difficult to make decision. I decided to start buying high quality bras that fit well. Honestly, making that decision felt like growing up a little bit or a lot. I think the reason for this shouldn't be daunting, but somehow is decision being so daunting is that it's awkward. It's awkward to go try on and figure out the best bra for you, right? Third Love lets you skip the trip and find your perfect fit with their online fit finder at home. No awkward fitting room experiences to dread. Here's the thing. They have 78 sizes and Third Love doesn't create new sizes just by scaling its existing measurements up or down. They fit each cup size on at least 20 different women with different body types and shapes to ensure that new styles are as comfortable and beautiful at an I cup as they are at an A cup. For larger sizes, Third Love also adds premium touches to ensure the bra is stronger where you need it, such as wider straps or more substantial hook and eye closure, while still keeping proportions and silhouettes in mind. All the details and fabrics remain the same. So I took the 60 second quiz and they figured out the shape and size that I needed. And the one they recommended and sent me is beautiful and very high quality. But if you've been putting off buying a great bra, you might be paranoid it's okay. They have a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wash it, wear it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. I think that is awesome. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash clean now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash clean for 15% off today. Our next sponsor is Carbona. Carbona has been helping people live life unstained for more than a century. Carbona offers a wide range of cleaning and home care solutions that deliver impressive results from specific stain removers for specific stain types to highly efficient products for your laundry, carpets, and washing machine. I have tried out several of Carbona's products in the past month on everyday messes that happen around my home from using the two-in-one oxy-powered carpet cleaner with active foam technology with the attached scrub brush to successfully clean up the dog vomit from my new rug to my kids throwing a Carbona color grabber into each load of their laundry to dealing with blood and grease stains using Carbona's Stain Devils products. I've proven to myself that their line of products is very useful in my everyday real life. So let me tell you a little bit specifically about Carbona's Stain Devils products. They are specialty stain removers. That means they are scientifically formulated to treat specific stain types. There's nine total. No two stains are alike. They all have different chemical makeups. So treating specific stains with specific formulas is better than a multi-purpose remover. The nine specialty stain removers come in small bottles and include all sorts of specific stains. Ones for motor oil, 
tar and lubricant and another is for nail polish glue and gum i find it really interesting to see like which things go together on the like individual stain remover it's just really really interesting to find out which types of stains are chemically related but that's a little nerdy you don't have to do that but anyway um just trust it and just know that um they've put a lot of science into these things if you want to start living your life unstained shop carbona.com that's C-A-R-B-O-N-A.com with code CLEAN for 20% off your order. Again, use the code CLEAN at Carbona.com for 20% off your order. Other things to do. And if you are feeling super duper productive, you can do this on the same day as laundry day. Because guess what? It takes at least, I think it takes 54 minutes for a normal load in my washing machine. Other people take shorter, longer, I don't know. But anyway. Um, I've got 54 minutes in between each one, so I can actually go do some other things on that day, or I can sit and read a book and feel like I'm enjoying summer or whatever it is that I want to do. Um, but another thing that you can do if laundry is not the one you want to is catch up on dishes with the intention of then making dishes a daily routine. You know, doing the dishes every single day is the number one thing to start with if you're trying to get your house under control period, no matter what. I do not care how clean your sink is. Like that does not matter to me. But if you will do the dishes, like get them clean and put away every single day. For me, the way it works best is to run the dishwasher at night and empty it in the morning and put new dirty dishes in the dishwasher throughout the day. Okay. Like that is a game changer for me and for hundreds of thousands of other people. But, but the problem with that is yes, it's a super quick thing to do the dishes every single day. But when you haven't been, it may be a five-hour job that first time. So use your free time. Use your out-of-the-routine day. Use your day where, oh, I don't have any other obligations to be the first day. Not to catch up on dishes so you don't have to do dishes again for two weeks because then you'll be in the same situation. But instead to go, okay, I can finally, this is a time that I have to catch up on my dishes and use that time with that being the goal. As you do that, You know, for me personally, when I did not have dishes under control, when they were all clean, there wasn't room in the cabinets for them. That was because I didn't understand that cabinets are containers and containers are meant to serve as limits, not as places to stuff things. But instead, that is the limit to how much I can have. So go ahead and use that as I am spending my day getting every dish clean. Everything's going to be clean. As you put it in the cabinet, embrace the limits of those cabinets. The size of the cabinets that you have determines how many dishes you can keep and only keep what will fit in the cabinets. And when I say fit, I mean, and you can also put your hand in there and pull out a plate without having to rearrange 50 things. Mom, my mom keeps a lot in her cabinets, but here's the thing. She has a higher clutter threshold than me. So she is able, like it doesn't even register as a problem to her to rearrange a few things to get something out of a space. For me, if I have to move two glasses to get to a plate, those two glasses are going to end up on the counter and nobody's going to know if they're clean or dirty and they're going to end up going in the dishwasher again. See what I'm saying? So it goes with your thing, but if you can get to and get out the things that you need easily, that's it fitting in the container. So use your time. If you, if you have a, you know, a day that you want to do something that's really going to have an impact, finish all your dishes, put them away, get rid of whatever doesn't fit your least favorite. Okay. Do your favorite dishes first. And then that way you'll put them in the cabinets first and 
anything else? Well, it's clean, but it doesn't fit. So I'm going to donate it, you know, that that kind of thing. And that's a great way to combine the daily task of doing the dishes. That's not a daily task because you've been putting it off with decluttering and actually making an impact in that. Um, And as you do that, always have that mentality that I am doing. I am taking this free time today to get started on this daily habit. I am doing this big catch up. I am doing the big clean the kitchen with the intention of I'm going to do the dishes again tomorrow, even though I feel like if I touch another dirty dish, I'm going to throw it against the wall. You know, I mean, like I'm going to do them tomorrow again, no matter what. And I'm going to time myself and I'm going to find out that, oh, one day's worth of dishes only took me 10 minutes or 15 minutes or sometimes even less. Got it? Okay. Let's say that you have dishes under control. You're giving laundry day the the try. Okay. Again, prove me wrong. Goodness gracious, prove me wrong. But all the only thing you're going to have, um, having proved me wrong or right, is cleaner dishes, cleaner house. Okay. So feel free to make that your motivation. Um, if decluttering is your goal and you want to declutter, remember remember, remember the visibility rule. Okay. Start with the most visible spaces first, because as we've talked about, you're probably not going to have as much free time as you thought you were going to have. Your free time is going to either go away or your motivation and your oomph and your energy are going to fade faster than you thought or life is going to happen and something more exciting comes up or something that you, oh, I forgot I actually do have that obligation. Something's going to come up and that free time is not going to be as long or as stretched out as you imagine it's going to be. So if you want to make an impact, always start with visible spaces first, meaning your entryway, whatever that means. You know, for some people, it's an actual hallway. For some people, it's just a door into the living room, whatever it is, whatever the first thing is that people see when they come in your house. And yes, I'm talking about them, not you, because that's where the frustration and the feeling of failure and the, you know, what's the point of doing this comes in is when somebody walks in your house and you've been cleaning all day in the back bedroom and they would never believe that you've actually been cleaning. That's where the frustration that makes you want to quit comes in. So start in those visible spaces and with whatever free time you have, declutter those visible spaces and don't stuff shift. Don't just move things to another space in the house. If it doesn't have a real home from the two decluttering questions, if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? If it does not have a real home, it needs to go in the donate box. Okay. And actually get it out of your house. Make a part of this, you know, free time. I'm going to declutter and I'm going to end every day with somehow getting this stuff actually out of the house. I'm going to ask on Facebook, hey, how do you guys get rid of your stuff? What's the best place to donate things? And people are going to know. I guarantee you they're going to know. And so make that part of your, this is what I'm doing in my free time. I'm going to actually get this stuff out of my house, not just move it from one room to another or one space to another, because then it's not actually gone and your house is not decluttered. So start in that most obvious space first. And as you do that, you know, focus on my decluttering steps. Start with the trash. Start with the, um, you know, after you get rid of the trash, 
go with the easy stuff, things that have an established home somewhere else. You don't have to ask yourself any decluttering questions. Go take those to their homes, get things moved out of the space. So you're left with only what actually belongs here. And it's guaranteed going to look better than it did before. And the beauty of that is that when it's visibly better, your brain consciously or subconsciously is going to register that you've been successful, that you've had a successful day. And when you see, there's so many times where I don't see clutter, but once I declutter it, I see the decluttered space and go, ah. okay, it's, it produces, I'm pretty sure it produces actual, like some sort of chemicals in your brain that make you register that this space looks better and it's less cluttered. And as you do that, it's going to inspire you to keep going because you've experienced success. A big part of the problem, I mean, I have been through it and you're still going to go through it. I still go through it. But it's that, oh, I've got all this free time. Oh, I've got this week coming up when I'm, I've got nothing else to do. I'm going to get so much done. And then that week comes up and you're like, oh, well, I also scheduled three doctor's appointments for that week. And one of them is an hour away. And so that ends up taking the vast majority of my morning. And by the time I get home, I'm exhausted. And I did some shopping while I was gone too, and blah, blah, blah. You know, and all of a sudden, the week that you thought you had to get all this stuff done is gone. And at the end of the week, you're thinking, well, that was a complete waste, even though you did stuff, even though you did things that needed to be done. If you went to the doctor or whatever, even just relax, you did some things, but you think, oh, I can't see any difference. And then that sends you again down that path of negative emotions and negative feelings about your house and your ability to handle it and all that kind of stuff. So focusing on visible spaces, even if you get distracted, even if you only work for 5, 10, 15 minutes, you will have visible improvement that's going to then positively inspire you to keep going and will affect you and keep things you know, building that momentum, like I talked about last week. Okay, so that visible thing is key. And how that works, I have several podcasts on the visibility rule, how it plays out. There's a chapter on it in um, decluttering at the speed of life. But the visibility rule, the basic version of how that plays out is you start in the most visible space that guests are going to see when they walk in your house. And you declutter that first. The next time that you're inspired to declutter again, which is going to be sooner because you're seeing your success and that reminds you and also inspires you to keep decluttering as opposed to um, having cleaned out a cabinet that you never open and then you don't even see the impact. So you're not inspired or reminded to declutter anymore. As you feel inspired to go back and declutter some more, go back to that space where you started, go back to that very most visible space and do it again. When that seems like it's ridiculous, let me explain that the reason you do that is that the first time you did it, you may have had to go through stuff that had been sitting there for months or years, and you had to make hard decisions about things, and you really had to dig through and make an impact. But because you're inspired to go back and declutter sooner, like let's say in a week, instead of months or years, you go back and there's only a week's worth of stuff that's collected. And it's probably all stuff that didn't really need to be there anyway. And it's all easy stuff. And you deal with that. And you've made that space look better. And then you move to the next most visible space. 
Okay, whether it's just expanding out in that same room or if it's the next room or something, however your house is laid out. But as you do that, you always go back to that first most visible space and where it took two hours the first time, now it takes five minutes. And then the next most visible space takes two hours this time. But then the next time you do five minutes in the first most visible space, five minutes in the second most visible space, and then two hours in the third. And that's how you make that actual real visible progress that ultimately goes through your entire house. And even when you start to feel like I'm never going to get to my closets, you're going to still feel so much better about your house because you've dealt with your visible spaces. Okay. So starting in the right place, doing things in a way, doing things that are going to help you be able to do things easier in the future, things like having that first laundry day, having that first catch up on dishes so that you can do them again the next day. All that stuff is going to have a huge impact and it's going to make you feel like this free time was actually worth it. And also, if you have ever experienced, oh my word, I'm going to get so much done and then felt like a failure because you didn't, especially when it comes to decluttering, please, pretty please, if you even if you've never tried it before because you just don't believe me, please, pretty please try the take it there right now thing. Okay. My key to decluttering without making a bigger mess is to take things to their home immediately. When I determine that home, easy stuff already has a home. It's just not there. Whatever. I take it there right now. My first decluttering question is where would I look for this first? And then I take it there right now. I know that this is a hangup for a lot of people. A lot of people are like, no, that's going to waste my time. It's going to waste my time. But the problem is if you don't do that and you make piles or you make, you know, you fill up boxes, keep boxes, things you're going to put away later, you know, later when it makes more sense later when I have more time, whatever. Remember the procrastinating thing. When you say that you're going to do that and then life happens as you've perhaps experienced with free time that, oh, wait, no, I actually do have this, this and this I have to go do. Or you have kids and somebody starts bleeding or whatever. As you do that, every time it gets more and more frustrating because you've ended up with a bigger mess. You've pulled things out of a space and those things are now in piles or boxes. So you're not actually finished. And so then it nags at you where before maybe it was shoved in a corner or shoved in a cabinet. Now it's something that's actually visible and your, your home feels worse off than it was before. So if you've never tried it, I'm asking you to try it. Take it there right now. Make this the summer that you try it just to prove me wrong. Because if you will do that, if you'll follow the decluttering steps that I recommend, I'll go through them really quickly. First, trash. Second, easy stuff. Duh is just permission for you to put stuff in the donate box without asking questions. Fourth is ask yourself the two decluttering questions. And fifth is to purge anything that doesn't fit within the confines of the space of the container. Um, If you will do it that way, you will never end up with a bigger mess and you'll only make progress. So as you decide, oh, I'm going to declutter my entire house, give my strategies a try. Give my five-step process a try. And what I can guarantee will happen if you do that is even though you may not finish everything, you're going to make that space so much better. And you're going to be able to step away and head to the water park or head to the pool and come home and go, well, that's right. I forgot I did all that this morning. That looks really good. Instead of coming home and going, oh my goodness, I'm so exhausted now, but man, I've still got to put away all that stuff that I pulled out of there. Go ahead and do my strategy for decluttering without making a bigger mess. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. And I hear from people all the time who say, I didn't believe you. 
I didn't want to try it. I finally tried it. I can't believe the difference that it makes in doing that because that right there is the thing that will let you declutter in whatever amount of time that you have. So much of this whole delusion, so much of so many delusions, but especially this, I'm going to have so much time in the future delusion. So much of that is thinking that I can predict the future, thinking that I know how time and situations and life is going to go exactly. And the older you get, the more you realize, oh yeah, that's not possible for anyone. You cannot predict how life is going to go, especially when you have other people living in your house that have their own agendas and needs and things that they have to do. So that's just reality. You can't predict it. And so because of that, following the strategies of taking it there now, so you never end up with a bigger mess, allows you to work for five minutes or five hours or five days. And no matter how long it ends up being, without the need to predict how it's going to go, you will have made progress and you won't have made a bigger mess and you will see the impact on your house because you're working on visible spaces, right? Okay. And you're going to feel better about things. You're going to be inspired to take five minutes here and there, which is going to ultimately have such a bigger impact on your home than saying, look, I've got an entire week pulling everything out and then deciding, are realizing, oh, actually, I didn't have a whole week because I want to do these other things too. And then you're worse off than you were before. And then you have to go back to work. And then now it's even harder to live in your house than it was before. All right. Thanks for joining me. This has been fun. And I wish you guys an amazing free time summer, right? Like I'm going to have that I'm pretty sure I'm going to have. I'm just kidding. I know it's going to be crazy. Um, But I do want to remind you that we have our Patreon community. If you would like to um, be a patron of the show, you can do that at any level. But if you're at least at the $5 level or more a month, um, you will get invited to a um, special secret, super secret Facebook group um, where I just love seeing how people encourage each other and help each other. Because I know this is a shameful secret. So for so many of us, so, um, I work hard to keep that private. So, all right. Um, I hope you guys are having a great day and I hope that you have an amazing summer and I will talk to you guys in August. Okay. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.